everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us an opportunity to check out some of the recent interviews we've had on JM in the AM. Ellie Shevashlam joined us from Turo. We had a conversation about an important program for young women in our community. Here's that conversation on JM Rewind at the Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up at the uh, Young Israel of Woodmere on the 19th of December, uh, there's going to be a special event uh, specifically uh, for the women in our community, the young women in our community who are interested in pursuing a career in medicine. You know what we always say about Turo, real classes, real courses, real degrees, and eventually real jobs. And uh, those of you who are uh, young women in our community or parents of young women in our community, pay extra attention to this conversation. I think you'll find it fascinating. Ellie Shevashlam is with us, Executive Director of Communications and Marketing at Turo. A pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nahum. It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, this is going to be a, an exciting and unique event, and uh, one of the things you've done is you've put together an incredible lineup. I'm not going to go through all the names here, but you basically have every type of, uh, of uh, department in the field of medicine covered. General medicine, dentistry, occupational therapy, physical therapy, physician assistant, and nursing, of course. And I guess the message is that anybody in our community, any young woman in our community wants to pursue any of these, it's open to you, right? Totally. And I think the best way to, to learn about what you would like to pursue is by hearing from people in the trenches and, um, you know, finding out what is, what is the work they like, what what works, what, uh, you know, what skills are needed, is there work-life family uh, balance, can that work in, in each individual career? And they will have a chance to ask, ask their own questions. It's, so. all, it's all happening the 19th of December, starting at 10 a.m. at the Young Israel of Woodmere. That is a week from Sunday, and again, we're encouraging all the young women who have been thinking about health care careers, uh, all the young women's parents who have been thinking of uh, health care careers, uh, be aware of this event because it's one that uh, will be a special event for girls and women in our community who want to pursue uh, these paths. Okay, um, what do you say in general, Elisheva Schlam, to high school juniors and seniors, especially the uh, young women out there, who are now thinking about their future careers? I think it's it's actually a great time because if you think about it, so many of our students, they go to Israel, they come back with so many credits, and the first semester in college, they have to, they have to pick a major, but they have very little life experience, very little work experience, and maybe not that much self-awareness. They don't know what they're good at or what they're like, and here they have to make a decision that should last them for the next 40 years. Now, we're not saying that you can't change career midstream, but it's great if you could pick something that um, you could steadily advance in and something that, that you really will find fulfilling many years down the line. So high school is a good time because you don't have that pressure. You can uh, consider many careers. You can do your research and come into it from a position of strength. And even though we're talking about a, a medical uh a focus and a healthcare focus at the moment because of the event happening on the 19th, yeah. uh, Turo nonetheless gives up one an opportunity, uh, especially the young ladies out there, to really pursue the entire gamut. I mean, everything that really is, is any respectable profession uh, that's out there right now, you guys have a path to get there. Totally. I mean, students that want accounting, computer science, technology, finance, you name it. All right, so everyone out there, uh, take advantage in general, but specifically if you're a young woman who's uh, looking into health care, uh, the 19th of December is a key date. Uh, you mentioned earlier that there are special concerns for from women uh, when it comes to uh, careers in anything, but of course uh, careers in health care as well. Uh, that will be a major focus on the 19th, right? 
Yeah, what our panelists will discuss is how um, how does this how do these individual particular careers work with a, a from uh, with a from lifestyle, and you know how do they make it work? And uh, you know the students will will draw their conclusions and see what you know what might work for them. And the advantage today is there are a lot of great mentors out there. Like I said, if you look at the lineup that you've uh, produced, and people can uh, check out the website at uh, turo.edu/healthcareer and see the information about the event on the 19th. You're talking about some really prominent women in so many different uh, uh, parts of the field of healthcare, all of whom I know um, are willing to serve as mentors to those who are uh, thinking of pursuing a career in medicine. So people now have a tremendous advantage over years ago. Right. And, um, you know, one thing I, I did want to mention is um, if you look at um, healthcare and look at the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, the field of healthcare is projected to grow 16% in the next decade, which is faster than the average growth rate for other occupations. And what that really means practically is that there will be 2.6 million new jobs added into that sector during this time frame. So, um, it's just, you know, it is, it, if it's something, obviously it has to be something that you're drawn to and, you know, you have to like science and, and the helping professions. Um, but it is, it is a great, um, a great career. And I do think that, um, from women often choose it because they want something meaningful. They want to contribute to their, uh, family's income. And, um, these careers do also, um, have a higher pay scale. Um, and sometimes there's an opportunity to work local. And, right. um, so they, they can, um, you know, it, of course, everything is individual, but that's why uh, you'd want to come to this event and, and hear from people who are in it. Um, oh. But it, it does have the potential to be um, a great career for from women. Also, on some of these career tracks, you could actually have a lot of flexibility in terms of schedule, which is very important yeah. for people as well. Uh, Ali Shevashlam is with us. We're talking about the event on the 19th of December happening at the Unusual of Woodmere. Uh, we'll have an opportunity to check uh, with a panel of Turo students and alumni who will be sharing experiences and discussing challenges and opportunities in every one of the fields that we're talking about in healthcare. Now, Turo does offer multiple programs in health science, medicine, dental, pharmacy. And these are the things that we've discussed many times on the air. But there's also a pathway from undergrad to graduate and professional school. Now, I don't know if that applies to every one of the things that we're talking about this morning. You could tell us that. But uh, tell us the benefit of getting into Turo and uh, starting from undergrad school on a path through professional school. Yeah, I mean, uh, the pathway, uh, does exist in a number of our, um, in a number of our health science professions. And we really take tremendous pride in creating this pathway program that allows students really to realize their dreams by starting at one at our undergrad and then continuing directly. Um, so in the fields of physical therapy, occupational therapy, um, physician assistant, and pharmacy, students can, um, can start at our undergrad and they can transfer um, from a Lander school to one of our professional schools before finishing their bachelor's. So um, they can accelerate by finishing faster and, and also cutting the cost. Um, so this has really worked, uh, you know, worked well for lots of students. They um, they get their graduate degree and retroactively the bachelor's. Yeah, it's so pretty. They just, it's accelerated. It's pretty amazing, and it, it, yeah. get, it gets you on a, a schedule of study that uh, not only makes sense, but one as you just said uh, that goes much quicker than uh, than other schedules might. Also, and we say this every single time, and it's a, a good thing to reiterate: uh, you are in an environment. In a, in a country that now offers um, uh, college campuses of all type, when you're at Turo, you're in an environment that's in sync with our values and our community. Yet another reason why people uh, out there um, from my generation may want to encourage people in the next generation to pursue 
a degree at Turo. Not enough can be said, Elisha Vashlam, about the environment and the atmosphere uh, that a student has in Turo when they're trying to stay within our community. Uh, that's 100% true. Um, Obviously, there's, you know, kosher food on campus, and you'll never have to take a test on, you know, or come to school on Yantif. But um, beyond that, it really is in sync in, in terms of supporting the Jewish lifestyle. I mean, just to give a, a cute example, one of our uh, students, uh, medical students, said that she was concerned she had two children during, um, during medical school. And, you know, in most, in most medical schools, people are really focused on their academics, and, and it's not the time to, um, you know, to build their families. And she was worried about what the professor's reaction was and she would be and she said um, they just congratulated her <laughs> and there was so much support for that and you know today this student is um, at Cleveland Clinic doing her residency she's on her way to becoming an oncologist so um, you know that that support does really um, help people achieve achieve their goals and frankly that says it all turo.edu slash health career turo.edu slash health career the young Israel of Woodmere Invites all women in our community, young women who want to pursue a uh, career in health in, in healthcare. Uh, Sunday, December the nineteenth, beginning at ten a.m., is a career in health sciences in your future. Join Toro College for a special presentation. They do have a remarkable uh, panel with introductory remarks by Dr. Miriam Miminol, the board-certified radiation oncologist and co-founder and CEO of the George Jewish Orthodox Women's Medical Association, JAMA, that we've uh, featured here many times. The lineup is pretty amazing in general, with people speaking about dentistry, nursing, physical therapy, medicine, of course, PA, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, for information, again, uh, you can go to the Turo website, uh, turo.edu slash healthcareer, turo.edu slash healthcareer, and Elise Shevash Lam, anything you'd like to add? Um, I'd just like to add that we, you know, we hope to see everybody from not just the five towns, but, you know, Queens or, you know, I, I think it'll be worth their while really to, um, to, to see, you know, young women like themselves who are, who are making it work in such a variety of careers who are willing to, you know, share their experiences and, you know, answer, uh, answer all their questions. Um, it's going to be, you know, a great event. It's a very valuable event, very valuable program, and I hope everyone out there takes advantage. Uh, Elliot Sheva Schlam is Executive Director of Communications and Marketing at Turo College. Thank you so much for joining us, and good luck on the 19th. Thank you, Nachum. Take care. Have a great day. <laughs> you as well. Plenty more coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. That was my conversation with Elisheva Shlam. Menachem Butler was a guest of ours recently. We spoke about Surba Bidrabanon, which is a project of the Mizrahi. Menachem Butler, a recent guest on JM and the AM. Here he is on JM Rewind at the Nachum Siegel Network. Wednesday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. The Religious Zionists of America, RZA, has undertaken a groundbreaking partnership with Amazon.com to make its Tsurba Mirabanan text available in English throughout Amazon's entire distribution network. This latest venture follows the dramatic growth of the contemporary halacha learning program, which has seen a near doubling of interested participants and increase in weekly learning groups across North America just this year. With us live via telephone to discuss all this is Rabbi Menachem Butler, consultant to the RZA and their Torah Projects Division. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much, Menachem. It's great to be here. Appreciate that. Can you tell us what is Tsurba Mirabanan? Sure. So um, there's a Rosh Hashiva in Eric Yisrael. His name is Rabbi Ben-Zion Al-Ghazi. Brilliant Tamachacham. He's a Rosh Hashiva within the Hezer movement, within the religious Zionist Beit Midrash. And a number of years ago, after he, was retur- after he returned from Shlichot 
um, in France, I believe, a number of his Talmidim reached out to them and said, you know, I would love a, a number of his Talmidim from France who were working said, you know, I'd love to continue some sort of learning uh, regiment with you. And he began, he developed a, a series of uh, Chaburas or Shirim and sent it over to them. To my mind, in a way similar to what Rav Dessler did 50, 60 years ago with Mechlev Meliahu, writing the brief um, Shirim, sending them to his disciples, Etc. Etc. And there are many examples of Rebbeim over the past half century uh, who created this. Um, but I think what was significant for Rav Algazi was that he prepared these short chaburot on a range of topics, now numbering in several hundred topics. Each topic uh, a standalone booklet or, or longer, even uh, mini volumes. And then the Tzorba Merabana project developed in Israel and spread like wildfire. Tens of thousands of individuals, and not just individuals learning, but as you mentioned, um, in the context there of, um, of communities learning. Several years ago, through a partnership with the uh, Eretz Chanda Institute, and specifically with the Manhigut Taranit and World Mizrahi, the project began to turn it into English. Uh, to adapt it to English and to make it more accessible both visually and the content and reflective of a religious Zionist modern Orthodox community with from Aliba Telchasa, from the sources in the beginning, from Chumash Gemara, throughout the Rishonim, contemporary times, and for the contemporary Psach to be reflective of both Ashkenazi and Sephardic Psach Halakha. So these and, um, no, these were not just shiurim then. These were like um, uh, a a journey, if you will, from the Torah source all the way to today's contemporary sources. Exactly, exactly. It's not a sit back and read an article or sit back and read a sefer. It's participate in the journey and see the development of the halakhic process. Yeah, um, and, and you're an expert on Jewish academia. Is this, what do we call this? Is it revolutionary? Is it... You know, is it something that, that uh, you know, comes around once every uh, so many years? Is it something that's, that, that makes sense for today's times, and therefore it's, you know, it fits right into the way things are in 2021? How would you describe historically a work like this? I think that different communities have been adapting uh, this sort of um, learning process. I think the time that we're living in has people who want to, not only, as I was saying, read something um, as a, an observer, but to participate in it. And Torah learning is not just meant for the teachers, but creative Torah learning should also be taken by the individuals who are not yet the teachers, and they're able to utilize the sort of Maribund project um, in a Chabura setting, in a Shear setting, um, and it really empowers and gives Chizuk to the to the learner themselves. Right. Um, the pathbreakingness. I mean, you asked about 2021. Right. Um, I think the question is going to be in 2022. You know, as the world begins to return to somewhat of a normalcy and people return to commuting to some extent to work, and you know, the, the people sitting on the train learning Dafyomi, you know, there will also be opportunities for the people to be sitting and learning 
at Serva Marabana. Right. I was, thinking, know, I was thinking about that as more and more people are getting onto a schedule of Torah study, whether it's Talmud, Mishnah, or uh, obviously Dafyomi, the being the most popular one. Uh, I'm wondering if one like this, which is more in depth and and is more as you described it, you know, this this system or journey uh, from the beginning of uh, the halachic process to where we are today. I wonder if that will become a a daily regimen. It sounds like, based on what you're saying, that already in some communities, it's it's on the schedule. Sure. So, for example, in Boca Raton, at the Boca Raton synagogue, Rabbi Ephraim Goldberg leads a uh, a Friday of learning Serbian Marabanan. And there are individuals who go there and they sit and they follow a regimented schedule. Um, Several weeks ago, uh, actually a a month ago now, um, the American Jewish community lost the great uh, philanthropist and moral leader, Mr. Aaron Feuerstein of Young Israel Brookline. He passed away. And almost immediately, Serbian Marabanan, under the guidance of Rabbi Rabbi Ari Rakoff, the Religious Designers of America, Mizrahi's Executive Vice President, partnering with Rabbi David Hellman at the Young Israel Brookline, put out a special volume of Sorba Marabanan on the Halachas of Hanukkah. Right. Distributed it to the entire community of the Young Israel Brookline, made it accessible by email, full uh, booklet, um, to the American Jewish community, and also made it available online via Amazon within four days from <laughs> idea to... Uh, have this booklet as a memorial to ability for people to receive the copy via Amazon Prime. And the Halachas Hanukkah, the, the 56-page booklet, included not only the Halachas Hanukkah, not only the Hashkamas, not only an advertisement for Volume 10, which was recently dedicated in honor of a personal Shachter, but it also included Rabbi David Heldman's eulogy for Mr. Feuerstein. And this booklet was able to be studied not just by people who were attending a shir and a chabura, which is a cornerstone of the Serb Marabanan project, both in Hebrew as well as in English now, but also grandparents and grandchildren, parents and children, siblings, chabrusas, friends, cousins. People were able to study a common text and learn a libidelchza and to go through the, the process on Hanukkah. This Hanukkah topic, these halachas Hanukkah, is one of a hundred over 100 chapters that have already appeared in English via the 10 or even 11 volumes of Serba Marabanan. Which and, is... and the project is only growing. Every three months, a new volume is coming out. There's a regimented schedule. Um, and uh, there's some exciting developments that are happening uh, under the Religious Zionists of America, Mizrahi, together with Manigat Tarnit and Eretz Chemda and uh, it's, it's really exciting. Let me read this for a second. Amazon's facilitation of the entire publication process, which is again now the partnership of RZA and Sorba Mirabanan and uh, Amazon, will not only enable individuals to quickly order the entire standard seven-volume series with a click, and obviously it's more volumes now, but will additionally provide the option to customize each text to include only those halachic topics and chapters that are desired. This one-of-a-kind personalization is anticipated to massively improve the way yeshivas design yearly curriculums, providing schools with the ability to create a custom textbook for use in individual classrooms or specific grade levels, and of course, as Rabbi Butler just mentioned, uh, synagogues and those that want to pay tribute to someone or immediately release a publication that will be appropriate 
uh, for someone's memory or for whatever occasion can do so in a matter of days. Those interested in purchasing a standard Tsurba text through Amazon can go to rza.org slash Tsurba Amazon. We will be redirected to the appropriate page on the site. Those interested in purchasing a customized text can email Tsurba at rza.org, Tsurba, T-Z-U-R-B-A at rza.org to learn more. Now, Robbie Butler, you know history. What do the... Um, the people who invented the printing press think of the four-day Amazon turnaround. Uh, well, it's actually a, it's two-day shipping. Uh, <laughs> four days was the time that it took to uh, develop it. Right. right, and the people who invented the printing press would be surprised. Much, <laughs> I think, similarly to most Rabbeinu going to Rabbi Kiva's classroom. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, What we're doing is simply building off of the experiences and really the, the, the work that had been done in previous generations and what's it going to look like in a, a generation from now, who knows? You know, there have been many advances over the last uh, many uh, decades, as we know, and um, I, I'm just thinking about when newspapers went from uh, printing only in black and white to adding color, obviously it added a dimension to it, uh, and, and that dimension can be very helpful in Torah study as well. Uh, what do you think of the color coding in Tzorba Mirabonon, where Tanakh sources, Talmud sources, Rishonim, Achronim, and contemporary sources all have their own color as one goes through the volume? So I think one of the unique things about Tzorba Mirabonon is that the people who are now men, women, adults, children, teenagers, people of all ages, who are now exploring these topics, some of them have not learned in a yeshiva setting that they would that they would immediately recognize when they look at a source or even how to break down a source that they're looking at. If you look at the Mikros Gedolos, Chumash, mm-hmm. or the Tzorat uh, Adaf of a Gemara, or a or if you're not familiar, if you didn't have the appropriate uh, training, educational background, to see what part of the page am I looking at. You know, if you just look at a page and you start in the top right corner and move forward, you say, well, that, that might not be how the author or the editor or the person who put the volume together intended for it to be studied. Right. And it can get very overwhelming. Right. The beauty of the Serbian Marabona Project is that there's, a, there's, that there's a guide, as it were, um, to walk you through the process. That here's the pasuk. Here's here's some reflections, some ideas, some to consider. In the in the back of its Serba volumes, there are essays by uh, graduates of the Eretz Yisrael's program to show you. Oh, and here's how I uh, here's how I, the author, um, had utilized this text. Religious Zionists of America, Mizrahi, will be uh, commissioning and working together with various educators, Rosh Shiva, to develop. Um, Brief shirin, not as a shir of this is the way how Tzorba Merabanan is to be studied, but here is a way how it's to be studied. Here's how it worked for me, and how it works for one person is not going to work for the other. You mentioned the book, you mentioned the individual booklets. So, Religious Zionist of America, Mizrahi, is working together with Rabbi Dr. Leonard Mutanki of Chicago, who is co president of the Religious Zionist of America, Mizrahi, as well as the Rav of the Shul and principal or head of school of the school, and developing um, a halacha curriculum that's uniquely for ninth grade, for 10th grade, for 11th grade, for 12th grade. 
And that approach is being replicated. In the, we've already had conversations with modern Orthodox institutions throughout the United States. And, uh, you know, we should talk again in a few months and next year to see, and especially towards the start of the school year, of what does a systemized halacha curriculum look like? What can it look, look like? Right. What should ninth graders be studying, 10th graders, 11th graders, 12th graders, et cetera? And now with this ability to really pick and choose the topics, the chapters, the uh, different uh, uh, pursuits, it's really um, uh, talk about customizing for one's own grade, for one's own school. It's pretty amazing. Interested in purchasing a standard Sorba text? You can go to Amazon, rza.org slash Sorba Amazon. That's rza.org slash Sorba Amazon. Uh, if you are interested in purchasing a customized text, as Ray Butler described it, uh, you can uh, write to the RZA, Tzurba, T-Z-U-R-B-A, at rza.org, Tzurba at rza.org. The Religious Zionists of America, they've undertaken a groundbreaking partnership with Amazon to make its Tzurba mirror button text available in English throughout Amazon's entire distribution network, and that allows for customization and allows for incredible speed in getting the uh, the um, volumes uh, to the school, to the shul, to the families. Etc. You get the original text, the color-coded translations, bullet point summaries, maximizing individual comprehension and mastery. It is a unique text. I strongly suggest that everyone in our audience at least pick one up and see what we're talking about because this is uh, historic, groundbreaking, and can be a, uh, a tremendous resource for so many, whether in school, shul, or uh, simply in one's Family. Uh, Rabbi Menachem Butler, anything you'd like to add on the Tzorba Mirabanan? Um, well, I guess I just want to know, Nachem, what kind of Tzorba book would you like? <laughs> what are three topics that you would like to spend the next uh, few months just sitting and learning about, you know, whether on Shabbos, during the week, family members, etc.? You know, let us know. What, what, is, what are three topics uh, from the Tzorba, um, from the Tzorba collection of sources and and to mention every three months there's a new volume that comes out so every few months there's gonna be six seven more chapters that can add into what you know what you would like to learn about well I, as so, i uh, as i said to my audience earlier in the week the only topic that's weighing on my mind right now because of the circumstances here at the network is our two bishvat special so i guess if there was a two bishvat surba i that's one i would welcome and one that i would explore in advance of the 15th of shvat <laughs> Other, All right. Other than that, I'll have We're to get working on it. Other than thank that, you very I'll, much for having me. After, other than that, I have to let you know. Uh, really, uh, thank you for bringing this to our attention and analyzing it with us. I think people need to see it, need to hold it, need to understand just how groundbreaking this is, and then uh, realize that this is really taking off throughout the entire uh, Jewish world. And thank you, Ari Butler, for bringing it to our attention. Thank you very much. Ryan Menachem Butler is consultant to the RZA's Torah Projects Division. As we discussed, Tsurba Meira Banan. And again, if you are in the field of education, if you're a principal, if you're a teacher of Judaic studies on any level, if you are a rabbi of a synagogue on any level, you've got to at least, you got to get a hold of a volume and just see it and uh, understand how it can enhance what's happening in your institution uh, in terms of uh, Judaic academics. More coming up at JM in the AM. That was my conversation with Rabbi Menachem Butler. Shmuley Zema joined us to talk about JCT, the Jerusalem College of Technology. That was a conversation recently on JM and the AM. Here he is on JM Rewind at the Nachum Siegel Network. Tuesday morning, JM and the AM, and uh, with us live via telephone is Shmuley Zema. 
Shmuley Zema is the executive director of Friends of the Jerusalem College of Technology. We are major fans, as most of you know, of the Jerusalem College of Technology. It is an amazing institution. In lieu of their uh, uh, annual gala, they're doing a big crowdfunding campaign that goes between now and the 13th of December. And um, if you go to friendsofjct.org, friendsofjct.org, you can literally hit the donate button and give in that manner. Or if you want to go directly to the Cause Match campaign, it's campaigns.causematch.com slash jct. Campaigns.causematch.com slash jct. They have a campaign goal of $100,000. They're about to hit $62,000, which is very impressive at this stage of the campaign. Shmuley Zema, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, a pleasure and good luck. The campaign looks like it's going really well so far. Remind our audience why the Jerusalem College of Technology, the Lave Academic Center, is a worthwhile cause to support. <laughs> well, I think you and I can both say that we both are, are longtime fans of this incredible organization. Yep. But for those listening in for the first time, I'll tell you, um, I feel that the dynamics are really shifting now more than ever before, even outside of academia. I mean, for those who have been Zoha to even get into Eretz Yisrael, we know that home prices are going up. I think 6% they went up from May to November of last year. Really more Jews, more so than ever, are moving to Israel. And it's really important to understand the economic and cultural landscape that affects us all, whether we're living in Chutzlarz or whether we're living in Israel itself. And this crowdfunder is really bringing light to the real issue that JCT addresses. And what we're trying to address is that there are thousands upon thousands of underserved and underprivileged Jewish minorities living in Israel who do not have access to higher education, as many of us do here in the States. So JCT is doing everything it can to quash that issue. And JCT has always been at the forefront, literally, of technology. I mean, technology is in their name and making sure that people have the uh, skills and and the tools they need in order to succeed uh, in a career uh, in technology. And and in a way, the the um, the uh, the goal or the mission that you just described is not very different from the original mission, uh, whether it was uh, people from uh, middle income families or, of course, those from uh, underprivileged parts of Israeli society. They've always been there to try to help people get on their feet, get the education they need, and then end up with a good job. You're absolutely right. To your point, Nachum, that's what makes JCT so special, I feel, in so many ways, in that you have this harmonious blend, whether someone is living under the poverty line or someone from perhaps a normal Datibumi background. Everyone learns and works together with the ultimate goal of attaining a career in technology, in healthcare, in national security, all, of course, under the umbrella of Torah values. And we really emphasize that as evidenced by our Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Yosef Tzirimon. He really leads the helm in terms of guiding our students with the proper miscarriage, the proper framework. Yeah, we're big fans of Rabbi Mon, that's for sure. Um, talking about JCT, the Cause Match campaign is going on as we speak. We're encouraging everybody to uh, check it out to support the mission of the Jerusalem College of Technology to change the economic and social landscape of Israel. And it's more than just changing it. You guys are always paying careful attention to what that landscape is. That's why so many people who are uh, uh, who have impressive um, 
uh, careers in the army, uh, people who have impressive careers in technology, people who have cr- impressive careers in intelligence, people who have impressive careers just being uh, up to date um, for their own companies uh, in terms of technology for 2021. So many of those people came from JCT. Shmuley Zemo is with us live via telephone. The address uh, for uh, Friends of JCT is friendsofjct.org. The address for the Cause Match campaign is campaigns dot causematch.com slash jct again campaigns dot causematch.com slash jct they're about to hit sixty two thousand dollars of the one hundred thousand dollar goal why is this going so well most of these campaigns you know are much more effective on the back end than the front end it looks like you guys are off to a roaring start thank god definitely off to a roaring start i really feel it's because people can really resonate and understand our mission and what we're trying to accomplish, how it affects them both directly and even indirectly. We know that Israel's current population stands at around 9.2 million or so. And of that 9.2 million, I believe 14% or so lives beneath the poverty line, and they're just straining to put food on the tables for their family. Um, I believe the most recent statistic shows that the ultra-Orthodox birth rate is around 6.7 children per woman, and the population as a whole is barely squeaking out three children per household. So by just understanding those demographics, it's easy to comprehend why people care so much for JCT's mission, because by the year 2050, you're going to have one-third of Israel's population will be completely ultra-Orthodox, and unfortunately, in many of those instances, it means that they are illiterate on some level. So we're really working hard to break stereotypes and to really help all of Klal Yisrael in ways that affect us both directly and indirectly. Yeah, so while there are people out there who are um, who are criticizing what JCT does, um, you guys are ignoring all that and basically explaining that if we're going to change Israeli society for the better and make sure people have what they need in order to make it uh, today and years from now, we're just going to keep we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And frankly, exactly. and frankly, when people are throwing arrows and stones and trying to derail uh, your mission, uh, that could be very, a very, very big challenge. But it's obvious that you see uh, what the landscape uh, is uh, all about and that uh, you're trying to do what's best uh, really for Israeli society and for people. We, we don't want the percentages you just mentioned. We don't want that percentage living below the poverty line. We want people to be able mm-hmm. to raise their families and to be uh, you know, th- to be productive members of society to the point that they can be independent um, because what is better than freedom and independence, frankly? Uh, I, I, don't know if, I don't know if everybody gets this. I know we get it. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, you keep, uh, um, you keep emphasizing the underprivileged and those be uh, below the poverty line. I understand that. There are a lot of society, a lot of um, segments of society in Israel that you've dealt with directly on those issues uh, and have really helped. And this one uh, that you just brought up is such a key uh, there are so many people in the Haredi community who are uh, who just don't have the they're not equipped to get into the workforce, and so many of those people are women, which again causes you know more people to you know to um, to, to roll their eyes at JCT. Uh, but you've you've gone ahead and you've dedicated entire programs and campuses for this very purpose. How are we doing right now with the women's campus and with the women's effort in general when it comes to JCT? I'm so glad you asked, Nachum, because part of our work is, you're right, not necessarily just supporting underprivileged minorities, but it's also empowering and bolstering women in academia to the point that they, too, should be able to support their own families. As a matter of fact, 
there are more women studying computer science at JCT than any other students, uh, other female students rather, studying computer science in any institution in all of Israel. So we very much stand strongly behind women establishing careers in engineering, computer science, and tech. And we really hope and intend to integrate them into into society without, of course, losing the direct values of their Yiddishkeit. And regarding the campus, we've made incredible strides. I believe we've raised or we've secured $70 million of our $100 million goal. We've secured three monster buildings. I believe it's over 40,000 square feet, um, three different buildings. One is a health science building. One is an engineering building. One is an academic and management building. Uh, all we have left, I believe, is to build our dormitory um, for our 2,000-plus female students. And Bezat Hashem, the groundbreaking, or rather the construction itself, will begin this coming year in 2022. Amazing. Really amazing. Uh, support the mission of JCT, everybody, and change the economic and social landscape of Israel. Friends of the Jerusalem College of Technology have their big cause match campaign going on as we speak. Uh, as we said, they are approaching 62000 out of the $100,000 goal, which is really impressive at this stage. Campaigns.causematch.com slash JCT. Campaigns.causematch.com slash JCT. You could also uh, donate by going simply to the Friends of JCT website, friendsofjct.org, friendsofjct.org, and reading about uh, all the different things that are going on, including uh, the information that we discussed this morning. Um, Shmuley Zema, I uh, wish you the best of luck in getting this campaign to its goal, and uh, best regards to everybody at the Jerusalem College of Technology. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you so much. A pleasure. Hatzlacharaba. More coming up. You're listening to a Tuesday morning edition of JM and the AM here at the Nahum Siegel Network. That was my conversation with Shmuley Zema of JCT. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Plenty more coming up, including live lunch with Avrami at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.